We are here tonight with Bill Hader, the co-creator and the writer and director of tonight's Barry season three finale starting now. Enjoy. Oh my God. Were you always going towards this finale for the end of season three where he, he finally gets arrested and his past catches up with him? Yeah, that was kind of the first day of writing. We, we decided, you know, it, it was the very first day came in with a bunch of ideas on the board and, and, you know, one was uh, Gene knows about Barry at, in the first episode. And then Sally has her own show uh, that she's going to lose. Uh, Crystal Ball and Hank are going to become a couple. Fuchs is going to start a, a vengeance army uh, with the relatives of Barry's victims. And that at the end, Kusno will catch Barry. That was all day one. Now, is this... For season four, is this a complete reboot? Meaning you're going to have a new victim? I mean, obviously he needs to get out of this pickle that he's in. And we don't know that could that could last a few episodes. It might last the whole season. But is this a complete reboot in that he'll have a new victim? He's on to a new... He's on to a new... Uh, someone else that's going to haunt him. You know, it's been Janice the last three seasons. Oh, been... uh, I can't. It, yeah, it's hard for me to talk about season four with giving anything away. <laughs> so, uh, um, and we're still writing it, you know, but it, it, you know, so, I mean, it's hard to answer that because we're still figuring it out. When, when do you plan on shooting? Well, we start shooting in two months. <laughs> so I'm, uh, you know sitting you know here writing it right now so it's very strange to be writing season four while people are watching season three and getting the reactions of it um but you have to kind of do it's hard not to let that affect you in ways but at the same time you have to just kind of do what's right for the story you know uh, by the time we got to this finale we all kind of said wow this is really you know this isn't funny you know this is pretty uh dark but it felt honest and it felt where you know if you're following the characters and you're following the the um you know just what you've set up it's where it seemed to need to go is there and i know i've asked you this before but you know we're, we we've come out of out of a pandemic um do you have an end game in mind for for the entire series or do you take it season by season I honestly take it scene by scene, you know? We just kind of go scene by scene and say, well, what would happen next? What would this person's move be? You know, you you don't try to, if you try to jump too far into the future, um, you know, I've, I've, had, I've done, I've made this mistake many times where you try to jump ahead to something and and, and then you try to write to that, point and it just doesn't work you know um there was a version of this season where we were writing it but we thought well maybe barry doesn't get caught i don't know really uh, where where it's kind of like does he get caught does he not get caught it feels like he should get caught so but you have that tent pole it's kind of you're writing towards that um and then 
it from what the people would actually do it just starts to you know it's like climbing a mountain it just tends to go to that peak you know there is this um a really uh a fierce uh point in the finale here and it, it deals with the notion of abuse there's barry's abuse of sally which we see earlier in the season and then she in turn turns abusive yeah towards her colleagues and it's a vicious cycle and he says very very uh blatantly uh in the in the season three finale here i did this yeah i did this and that means more than just yeah, yeah. Um, can you talk about that yeah, it's about trying to take the, the blame for it. It's what he's been trying to do all season is try to get some sense of forgiveness. And, you know, he's trying to stop Sally at the beginning of that scene from going after Natalie, Darcy Carden's character, and, and terrorizing her. And then what ends up happening is Barry's past deeds enter the room in the, the shape of this Taylor guy. And he uh, knocks Barry out and attacks Sally. And it's her abuse that she's gone through her whole life with her ex-husband and it's the, what her show's about and everything. And the guy's trying to strangle her, which is very much what she had done to her uh, in the past. So it's this cycle that then in order to get out of that, she has to turn violent. And, um, and so Barry witnesses this awful moment um, and, and he's watching what's essentially just her trauma coming out. And all he can think to do is say, um, I did this, let me own it, you know? But, but, and you just can't do that. And, you know, uh, and, and so it was an interesting point of both of their character journeys kind of intersecting at one point, you know, and it's really the first time in the show where you finally see the acting world is now officially infiltrated by Barry's crime world, you know. Can, tell us about how Sally forgives him because after he after he's very forceful with her earlier in the season, I mean, I didn't expect them to come back together. Why, what is, what was her way back to him? Well, I don't think she does forgive him. I think she's so blinded by anger at Natalie that it's kind of like, who do I go to, 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 um, who do I know in my life who can, you know, <laughs> who can do this. I'm these violent, angry feelings I'm having towards somebody, you know, uh, Barry offered it to do it to Diane, her, her boss. So it's, it's, it's logical for her to go, well, this is what I want done. Um, but I don't think she's forgiven him. I don't think when she shows up saying, I need you to do that to Natalie, they're getting back together in any sort of way or anything like that. I think she is at her lowest point and Barry, is trying to talk her out of it, you know? And I think there's still a version of him that thinks, oh, she, you know, she leans on me, <laughs> you know? 
I'm the rock for her. So that's why at the end of the episode, he tells her, I love you. And she says, I love you too. But you see, no, she's getting the, she's getting the fuck out of there. You know, she, she, she hates him. You know, she does not like him. You know, he, he, he's abusive and she's like, I'm done. I'm out of this. So I don't think there's any point where she um, wants to reunite with him in any sort of way. I think she just wants to use him his inherent violent tendencies and his knowledge of this to uh, not uh, kill Natalie, but to to scare her. Tell me about, I mean, this season three, we were expecting to happen a while ago. Of course, the pandemic delayed it. What were some of the challenges walking into this season? I mean, did the time, did the time off give you time to think about and change your ideas? about season three or um yeah definitely because we started you know we were supposed to start shooting and then we got postponed you know postponed for a year and a half and during that year and a half we started writing the season four and then while we were writing season four we went back into season three and started kind of reshaping things so the last two episodes i just checked were, were written in august of 2020 and um those drafts that we ended up shooting. So I think a lot had changed, especially in the last two episodes, as far as where the characters are ending up. Um, and and uh, specifically, uh, you know, in an emotional way where Kusuno, Barry, Noho Hank and, and Sally end up, you know. So, um, so, basic, so basically what we saw, what we just saw, was you had locked that script back in August 2020? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's 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 amazing. You know, the other thing I noticed about this season, it's very cinematic. Yeah. Uh, uh, like very early on, I noticed the whole wide shot, you know, with with the tree and the desert and everything, very yeah. Sergio Leone. Yeah, the, yeah. Whole, the whole New World scene and Terrence Malick thing on the beach. Not New oh, World, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, uh, not oh New I didn't World. even think about that. You're talking, uh, the Tree of Life. Yeah, yeah Tree of Life, the so whole Tree of Life that. scene. Yeah, uh, I didn't think about that, that's true. It is like Tree of Life. Was that, did, were you looking for that or? You know, was that something like, hey guys, let's let's play this out? You know, it's probably all in there someplace, but it's not like you. You know, we watch Sergio Leone movies or Terrence Malick movies. It's kind of like um, we watch some stuff, but it was more. Uh, um, you know, it's all kind of in there. It's like you see all this stuff, and it's in there, and you go, let's try this, let's try that. You know, but. Um, but no, you just mentioned Tree of Life. I even thought of that. And that's true. That does have a Tree of Life kind of feel to it. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, I, I, I've never really... You know, I, love, I watch a lot of movies, watch a lot of old movies. And, you know, from a very young age, it's annoying. I am kind of like a film snob I guess um <laughs> so I I really like you know you go into it especially the episodes I direct and a very clear idea of the way you I want it to look and you do location scouts 
you know, take a lot of pictures, think about it, you rehearse with the actors, you know, it's a lot of prep, you know? And then, so by the time you get there, the, the hope is that you kind of know everyone's on the same page, what it's going to look like cinematically. All the actors are on the same page of how the scene's going to go. Cause so much of being on a set and what kills time is indecision, you know? And time is very precious when you're shooting. So the further we can prepare for all these things in a weird way, it leaves you more open to, to then try new things because everybody's on the same page. So then you can say, you know, we were going to plan this, but what if this happens? And they're like, oh yeah, let's go over there. But if no one knows what the scene is and no one knows what it looks like, then you get, it gets very confusing. <laughs> the, um, Okay, something that my head is still wrapped around from episode seven. How did he survive the poison? Well, he, well, what happens is, is that he's dying. And then that guy, you know, I think Barry, if he would have left him in that car overnight, by the next day, he probably would have been dead. So what we said was that Ryan Madison's dad does one nice gesture he makes a decision which is i'm going to save this guy but i can't live anymore you know i can't kill him but i can't live and so barry he, he winds up at the hospital yeah and so i thought it was very interesting that this guy catches the guy that that he thinks is responsible for his son's death and he's a good man he's a doctor and his initial thought is to drive him to the hospital but then he stops and he's going what the hell am i doing He's got a gun there and he's just really confused. You know, it's not, um, it's, you know, it's really complicated. It's this pull that I think, you know, maybe a lot of people have in them, you know, when something that awful can happen, you know, and, and again, it's trauma. So I, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of a, a moving last act of that father. And then I think what they, you know, they just go in and, pump very full of drugs pump his stomach and i was that, that was a long that was a long time <laughs> I, mean, I thought he was dead right there in the right there in the dining room oh yeah yeah yeah. he, <laughs> he convulses yeah we did some research it's this stuff like he convulses and then his throat is uh closed yeah, up his throat's closed up and what we try to do is that the throat's closed up but he's still managing to spit everything out and you know there was there was some stuff we got that was kind of more understanding, but it was just disgusting. <laughs> and we just said, let's just get on with the story. And, you know. Yeah. What episode are you submitting for Emmys? I think 306. And, and tell us why. Well, um, I think that's the one we're doing. Uh, I should ask you, is a, well, that had the big, one, it's a, it's a very, it's a fun episode. It's very balanced. It has a lot of, it has this big action set piece in it. That was a lot of fun. I think it has a lot of, to me, it signifies what the show does really well, which is you have real stakes, real emotion, but then it's also very funny. Um, you know, we thought about 308, but 308 is just kind of like a horror movie. It's like an existential horror film. <laughs> you know, I don't know if anybody's ever going to want to really sit through that again. But um, but I really like 308. I'm, I'm really proud of that one. So, I mean, obviously, Barry, most immediate season four, most immediate thing on your plate. 
What else are you working on? Is Empress of Serenity coming together? Oh, I haven't thought of that in a long time. Uh, no, I, I'm um, there. I'm just in Barry World. I just I, I live in in uh, and um, this is my life. You know, I'm directing all the episodes next season. I'm writing them right now with uh, you know two of the writers. We're just bouncing drafts back and forth. I wake up really early in the morning. <laughs> And I'm trying to, you know, and you just try to work through these story problems and make sure you got something, you know. And today, actually, uh, we sent the first two episodes in to HBO so we can start the process of prepping them, you know. So um, my job after I do this interview is to now look at the third episode of season four and to just scene by scene by scene by scene. Is it an eight hour day for you? What's your writing process like? Oh, I wake up, I like to wake up very early. Um, and uh, and I meditate <laughs> and then I sit down and I make a cup of coffee and then I uh, just see what we've got. And sometimes your head, what you thought was great yesterday you sit down the next morning and go, what the hell were we thinking, you know? And I write that and then I will send that to Duffy Boudreau or Liz Sarnoff. Um, they read it, they kick it back to me with notes. Then I do another pass or I might say, hey, do you guys wanna take a pass at this scene? I'll take a pass at this scene. And it's just, you just are grinding through it. And then I'll send it to Aida Rogers, our producer, get her thoughts. And um, I send it to our editors who have really good story. You know, they're really smart. Uh, Frankie Gutman and Allie Greer. Uh, I send it to Alec Berg, obviously, and get everybody's thoughts and then go back to the drawing board, go through it again. So yesterday morning, woke up, had my little thing, went, sat down, bring up everybody's notes. And I just started going through 401, scene by scene by scene, go through 402, scene by scene by scene, you know. Um, are you, uh, are you hatching anything else? Like I, like once Barry's over, I mean, we need to see the next Bill Hader HBO series. I mean, yeah, I would, I would love to, uh, I've, I've written a feature with Duffy Boudreaux, who's a writer on the show, um, that I'd love to make. Um, so that's kind of the only thing. And that, that was during the pandemic. It was, writing on Barry and then we kind of got to a place with Barry where there wasn't, you know, much work to be done and there was still, the pandemic was still raging. So, um, you know, I had talked to him about this movie idea. So we sat down and, and worked on that for a couple of months and it was good. Can you tell us about that movie idea? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I messed up this whole interview. I meant to say, I meant to ask you, you know, at the beginning, how Barry's gonna like seep into the Westworld multiverse. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know. I yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe there'll be like a big conglomerate thing where he's yeah. In, but also through HBO Max, you know, Barry shows up in an episode of Hacks and right. You know, yeah. and, <laughs> exactly. And Gene Smarter in like a Justice League movie and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or in, uh, yeah. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco's, um, you know, drunk. Yeah, we're, we're on the plane going. We'll take. Yes. It. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
Bill Hader, it is always fantastic to speak with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, pal. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call Podcast on Deadline. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. 